This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit the SeanStevensonModel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with myself. It's just me today, but I do have a couple of special guests coming on. And Jade is actually in a high performance meeting at the moment. And she made sure I was all set up to deliver you guys a phenomenal show. And I'm really, really excited to hang out with you today. I've got um, some people that are just doing huge things in the world of the online game and also offline and helping people to get fit. So today we're going to be talking about fitness. We're going to talk about family because they're actually a couple, you know, so how can we be fit and healthy together? So it's going to be really fun to talk about. And also, you know, sometimes I poke fun at, you know, the P90Xs and the insanity going insane type of workouts, you know, but there's definitely a close place in my heart for those programs and just the, I mean, it's really a phenomenon. And we've got two of the faces of that brand actually on the show. But before we get into that, I want to give a quick shout out to our show sponsor, Onnit.com. Head over there, check them out, onnit.com forward slash model, and you're going to get 10% off all of your health and human performance supplements. You guys should know I'm a huge fan of the Hemp Force Protein, also the Shroom Tech Sport, Shroom Tech Immune, and something that I'm really talking more about right now is their krill oil. And it's really, really critical, especially for the function of your mitochondria, for your cell membranes, for neurogenesis, for creating new brain cells, you need to have your omega-3 fatty acids, in particular DHA. And krill is a really ideal source of DHA because it also contains something called astaxanthin. Astaxanthin, that's something you're going to hear more about. So these are very volatile omega-3 fatty acids. They're very easily broken down and oxidized. So this astaxanthin is really great for helping to protect them. So you actually get what you're looking for in the product because Here's a newsflash, guys. Some of the fish oils out there are actually oxidized and rancid. Not only are you not getting the stuff you're looking for it in it, you're actually going to be consuming some things that are pro-oxidation. They can actually do your body some harm. So you want to make sure you're actually turning to reputable sources for all of your supplements, really. And this is why I really love on it. So head over there, check them out. Check out their krill oil. Check out the Hemp Force Protein onnit.com forward slash model and you're going to get 10% off and definitely check out their fitness equipment as well. Now, on to our special guests and our topic of the day. Today we have on Danielle Natoni and Darren Natoni and these two are just powerhouses. Let me go ahead and let you know their bio. So we're going to start with Danielle. From fractions to fitness, Danielle Natoni made the transition from a fifth grade math teacher to a full-time fitness professional about three years ago. Best known for her involvement with the Insanity brand, Danielle, a.k.a. Fit and Funky, out there on Instagram and everywhere else, has been a cast member in Sean T's Insanity, The Asylum Volume 2, as well as his newest program, Insanity Max 30, as the modifier. Danielle also is the Insanity format expert for Beachbody Live, helping to create, test, and film in the Insanity Live rounds found in gyms all over the world. This stuff is super popular. As a successful elite star, Diamond Beach body coach, and Millionaire Club member Danielle has helped countless people transform not just their bodies, but their finances as well, the complete package. Danielle has many roles, motivator, business owner, fitness instructor, speaker, presenter, but 
no role is as important as her role of wife to her husband, Darren, and as the mom of the two beautiful daughters, Adriana and Bianca. Now, let's hear from Darren. So this is Darren, is a former federal agent. That's right. Be careful, guys. A turned health optimizer and motivator, one of the fittest guys I know for sure. Fitness plays an important role in his motto, safe is the new strong. Realizing that today's fitness extends beyond the physical into the digital. With the launch of his upcoming security academy, Darren is committed to keeping you safe and secure online so that you can navigate your digital world with power and purpose. And I'd like to welcome Darren and Danielle to the Model Health Show. How are you doing today, guys? Great. Great. How are Thanks you? Thanks for having us. Yeah. Hey, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So we actually met at Paleo FX. It was about That's a year right. ago now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So how did you guys enjoy the event? Oh, it was amazing, man. Yeah. We'll never miss it ever again. And it was like, it's funny because we go to events where people like know us mm-hmm. and they geek out over us and no one knew who we were there. And every person I passed, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so we were totally the ones geeking out over all the cool fitness and nutrition peeps. Yeah. Dude, it was amazing to meet you there too that day because we've been texting up to that point and stuff. But uh, to connect with all these people who you only see online, right? Right. So when you get to meet in person and put faces, just the energy is pretty amazing, man. Like that's an event you definitely want to be there. Absolutely. I love your pink headphones, by the way. I had to match, you know, he was like, he thought I was going to get those. I'm like, no, I got to, I got to match it up. (laughs) Definitely guys. If you want to check out the video of this episode, head over to the modelhealthshow.com and just click on the video section and you can get to see these two beautiful people (laughs) in the studio together. And also you can check me out in the studio as well. So here's the deal, guys. You know, I was really just pleasantly surprised to see you guys at the event, obviously. So I'm interested how you got interested in kind of the um, I'm interested in how you guys got interested in the paleo nutrition protocol, because I know you guys are already in the fitness. But what drove you to start paying more attention to the nutrition aspect? Sure. I'll go first. Yeah. Yeah. Take it off. I can't. Help, but I love to go first. I like to talk. So I've always been fit. I was, you know, I've never really had like a a big weight loss or I've always been healthy. I grew up with parents who back then were into like bodybuilding and aerobics. You know, my mom used to go to aerobics class with the giant like thong leotard. I've been healthy, so to speak, for my whole life. But I realized that I wasn't as healthy as I could be. And so I actually used to do the CrossFit world for a little bit. So I missed like competing and that kind of energy. And so someone got me into CrossFit. And of course, it was there that I was first introduced to paleo. And so at that time, I was a cereal cereal eater. And so the thought of giving up milk was just Mm. beyond crazy to me. And I said, I don't know about this. And my coach at the time said, trust me, give me 30 days without dairy. And I promise you'll notice a significant difference. And I thought, all right, I'll try it for 30 days. But afterwards, I'm going back to my cereal. (laughs) And um, 30 days in, I was all in. I felt better. It wasn't about the way my body looked. It was I breathed better. I didn't, you know, I just felt better. Mm. And from that point on, even when I kind of stopped doing CrossFit, it just became part of who I am. And it's funny, I don't, I know I'm paleo. I don't know if you can see my air quotes if you're just listening, but 
I don't ever really think of it as that. I just think of it as it's just the way I eat. It's just kind of like the code I live by. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once you start getting into something, then you just start following all that. And so that's kind of how I found, you know, Diane Sanfilippo and Steph Gaudreau and then you and all these other people. And then, of course, you know, Melissa Hartwig. And and then I just became more and more interested. And so I normally would have never labeled myself paleo, but I just became so interested in all the information that came along with it. Then the label just kind of stuck. So mm. that's how I got into it. Well, I've yeah. got a couple questions for you real quick. Sure. So you mentioned your mom, Leotard, that yeah. whole thing, flash dance. Yeah. So yeah. was that kind of just a part of your reality that fitness exercise was just something you grew up with? Yeah, so I was also a dancer. You know, I danced from the time I was three on. And so um, I got pregnant a little bit early. So I was like 21 when I first got pregnant. And so I kind of swapped mm -hmm. dancing with fitness. And because I grew up with my dad and mom always going to the gym, it just was a staple in my life. It was never a question of if I would work out. Mm -hmm. It was just a matter of how am I going to fit that into my new reality. So that's why I really hope that I'm instilling those values in my kids now mm -hmm. that it, you know, they eat healthy, they see me work out, they know that being active is part of our lifestyle. So I'm hoping that that's not something that they ever struggle with as they grow up because yeah. it just is part of their DNA. It's part of their genetic code. Like, okay, we eat healthy, we stay active, we live a better life. Love it. Love it. So Darren, question for you. So I'm interested in how you even got into the fitness world in the first place. I mean, you were like yeah. federal <laughs> agent, right? So you're like yeah. carrying around arms and stuff. man. So tell That's me right. about your story, man. How'd you get into health and fitness? Yeah, I have a pretty eclectic background. We often joke about it, but I started out, you know, as a kid, I never fitnessed, so to speak, you know, like I played soccer all my life. So I played, you know, high school club. I played for the state of Idaho for the Olympic development program. So I just played soccer. It wasn't a thing that like you thought about like doing fitness. But once I stopped in college, I didn't like work out, you know. And so at the time I got involved with DJ and I was a business major and that was the business I wanted to pursue, kind of like apply, like learn by doing philosophy, apply what I was learning. And I got really into DJ and ended up kind of building a name for myself in that world. I sold all my music at the time through Crooklyn Clan, you know, Fat Man Scoop, Crooklyn Clan, yeah, yeah, all that. So I kind of built a name for myself and I was touring from, you know, city to city. I was either on the computer or at the club and working and it was just always just behind the computer in the studio working. And then one night I happened to see an infomercial for Insanity right when it came out in 2009. And I just got out of the studio making a mix and I was sitting there on the couch and this infomercial comes on. It's like, this is the hardest workout ever put on DVD. And of course, here I am like, well, that's all you got to tell me. Like, <laughs> I can do that. And here I hadn't done anything in years. And it was funny because I just realized, like, looking down at my stomach and stuff, like I was kind of getting a little, not that normal soccer body that I just always had from being young and right. a kid and active and moving. And so I ordered the program, ended up showing up on my doorstep, hit play that first day. Literally thought I was having a heart attack, thought I was dying. <laughs> Remember collapsing on the couch, just like, this is truly what Sean says, bananas, yo. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing it. So I pressed play. And like 60 days later, man, like I was a new person. Like mm -hmm. mentally, I was a different person. It just like physically, it transforms you. But like mentally, it completely reframed my entire state of mind at that point in my life. And so I have a very addictive personality, so to speak. Mm. And when I, as she shakes her head, yes. 
when I tackle something, I want to be the best at it. Like, and not the absolute best, but I mean like my best. I want to give it everything that I have to learning about it, perfecting that craft. And that's what I did. So I started learning about nutrition. And at the time, I had come across a blog called FitBomb, the other half of Nom Nom Paleo. And I kind of got turned on to paleo through that. And I was like, this kind of makes sense. I started learning about systemic inflammation and how it affects our body and how maybe grains and dairy and legumes aren't the best thing. You know, and at the time I was doing a typical approach to nutrition, that fitness approach, that bodybuilding approach where you eat every three hours. And because a clock says, you know, it's time to eat, you have to eat instead of just listening to my body. So through that, I got turned on to the good folks over at Whole Nine Life and learned about their upcoming Foundations of Nutrition workshop that they were doing in 2010 in Vegas. And I said, you know, I'm going to go learn about this because I need to know more about it. I need to know why I'm eating this way instead of just doing it because somebody told me. And so I showed up there. And by lunchtime, I remember leaving there and picking up the phone, calling my mom and saying, I know how to eat for the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> I know how to eat for the rest of my life. And since then, since 2010, I've just... Uh, become obsessed with nutrition and research. And that's how I first found your podcast and really got um, into excuse it. Excuse me, I found it first. Well, she, yeah. And she's like, you really got to check this out. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I kept putting it off. And then I, I listened to- I found you to, first. It was the water podcast. Yeah. And then, so the water <laughs> podcast was the very first one that she finally got me to listen to. And after that, I was hooked. We've like, been hooked, yeah. Dude, you're, like it was everything that I needed because I crave that like scientific side of it. Yeah but broken down in a way that the average person can understand and appreciate. Right. Because if you don't understand it, you don't appreciate it, why you do it, and you don't do it. Yeah. So that podcast, that water masterclass, if you have not yet listened to this, everybody listening to this right now has to go back and listen to that and then re-listen to it because it's that important. That's why I have this right here. <laughs> love it. Yes, right there. I'm and that's, that's what I love about you guys. You know, you guys really do walk your talk. And, you know, with the internet, you can literally, you're like, Basically, we're living in front of the rest of the world. You know, you guys are creating a, a really interesting biopic of your life, you know, being on Instagram, being on social media and sharing a lot with your life. And, and that's one of the things that are most interests me about you guys is just stepping up and doing the stuff. But I'm really curious about something, you know, you guys went through a pretty interesting transition in learning about nutrition and really right. buying into the paleo concepts so, but there's one thing that you left out, Darren, really quick, I want to ask you about, which is, so the DJing thing, soccer, okay. but what yeah. about the federal agent stuff? What's up with that? Are you double, you're like a, right. a spy or something, man? What's up? Talk to me. Yeah. So around this time, like, well, let's flip it back a little bit. When I was a kid, like I wanted to be one of two things. I either wanted to be a Navy SEAL or a federal agent. It was just that's always what I wanted to be. And not because of the Hollywood like allure of it. Right. Not, but the, because not the Charlie Sheen version. Yeah. Like the actual fighting for justice. Like I cannot stand injustice. Like it drives me crazy. My parents always wanted me to be a lawyer because they thought that would just be the perfect avenue for me. Mm. And it's just helping good win. And I know that sounds trivial, but ever since I was a little kid, that was what I said. I want to help good win. And so as I got fit through these programs and changed my life through nutrition and all this stuff, I was like, I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to go after this. And so kind of around the time I saw that infomercial, my mind had already been gearing up to go through this application process with the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration. So due to a hiring freeze, that process took around four years. Mm. And it's, I didn't know. I didn't know. Is this really going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Meanwhile, I'm plugging along, kind of building this whole fitness life really enjoying that, just working on becoming my best. 
And I thought, I don't know if this is going to happen. And I'm getting older. I really have one other choice. And so I went in, I enlisted, and went down to my Navy recruiter and decided I'm going to earn myself a SEAL contract because that's how it works uh, mm-hmm. these days. Uh, come in as a civilian, you go in and you start training with a SEAL mentor and you have to do all the physical tests and all that stuff. And I ended up earning myself a SEAL contract and I was scheduled to ship out three months. And then I got a call from DEA finally that said, mm-hmm. hey, you know what, if we, we got an academy coming up, if you're still interested, uh, you got a spot for you. And I took that and I left the, the CO gig and uh, kind of turned down that pipeline, which would have been amazing. My friends went on, did that, and then I went on to the academy and became an agent. And it was awesome, man. It was everything I always wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I missed the aspect of really helping people like achieve their potential like you know I kind of joke these days like my wife says I left being a secret ninja so that it could come (laughs) back and help protect people this way yeah uh, and by you know all the stuff I'm doing with the online security and stuff yeah helping people there but no I mean yeah man that was kind of how the transition happened there's so much there you know and we're a lot alike you know and you trying to find a way to be of greater service you know and it's really something special when you see a direct impact that you have on another person's life and there's nothing really more valuable than helping somebody to achieve empowerment and sovereignty in their health, you know, because when you have your health and everything becomes possible. And so I'm curious, and Danielle, I want to ask you about this. So did you guys meet through this fitness medium or how does fitness bond you guys together anyways? Yeah, so we did meet th- that way. So he did insanity on his own. And then I didn't know him. And I was a fifth grade math teacher. I was struggling with debt. And I needed a second stream of income. And that's when I found Beachbody and picked up my first copy of insanity. So I went from fit to fitter. That was kind of my story. Mm. I submitted my results and got asked to be in an infomercial where he was also going to be in that same said infomercial. And so we actually met on the set of the infomercial and that we just became friends, not even good friends, just kind of like acquaintances. And um, she was married. She's off Yeah, And uh, he has this kind of thing where he says, if you're destined to meet, the universe has a way of kind of making that happen when two points are destined to meet. And so it's actually funny because our friend, Shanti, the creator of Insanity, we were both at his wedding still just acquaintances. And if you go back and watch the wedding video now, Darren was like kind of the best man and gave this speech. During his speech, when he's saying, when two points are destined to meet, the videographers who were not together, were just acquaintances, they don't even know us, eclipse to me every time he's hmm. saying when two points, when two are, points destined, are destined to touch. And it's, so it's just really like eerie and creepy. So we always say we really <laughs> were uh, destined to meet. But, you know, fast forward that Sean asked him, you know, said, hey, if I made a permanent spot in my fitness company for you, is that something you want? And that's when he made the decision to leave the DEA, where at the same time, um, Sean said, hey, you know, would you like to, you know, have a role in my company? And so that's when we really started working very closely together. And we realized that we essentially had all the same goals, the same values, the same dreams. And so that's kind of where 
it all began. And, you know, fitness does play a huge part in it. Mental fitness, physical fitness, sexual fitness, Hmm. you know, emotional fitness, all of it. So, you know, our journey really did start with insanity. We joke that we're the insanity, you know, love story. Um, Sean even married us. He became an <laughs> online minister and officiated our wedding. But, you know, it started with fitness, but it went, you know, beyond that. Um, but every day we do wake up knowing that we, you know, like he won't let me eat something that's bad for me, not because he's trying to control my weight, but because he wants me to live longer. And, you know, I'm going to make sure that Seconds he doesn't stay up all night long working on something because he needs to sleep. And I need so fitness plays a huge part in a relationship, you know, not because of body image or body type, but because we want to be around as long as possible for yeah. each other. It sounds like you guys have an understanding of accountability. You know, that can be. A big barrier for a lot of couples out there where, you know, I've seen this before as well. When the other person, it seems like they're trying to tell you what to do versus really seeing the bigger picture that this person really cares about me. So how do you guys kind of manage that where you guys are keeping each other accountable, but at the same time, not getting on each other's nerves too much? (laughs) (laughs) It kind of all started the way we fell in love, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. back then, and I say this a lot, especially as a male, as a guy, like more people should fall in love with their best friend. Like yeah. really, that's how we found each other. We became best friends first. I mean, for a long time where we just every moment was interacting with each other and truly learning to appreciate each other for who we are mm-hmm. so that when we eventually did make that decision to make it official, that it just was a natural fit. We weren't trying to force anything onto each other's lives. So we just brought who we are and then it just complemented the other person already. And so when you come in like, and ask, you know, how do we do that? Honestly, it's like I joke a lot of time, like it's not hard. We don't right. try, so to speak. And I think that's the important part. You don't really have to try when you're just doing what's authentic to who you are. It's when mm. you're pretending to be someone that you're not for another person that it's not going to work out. Mm. You have to be 100% content and happy with you as an individual before you can ever give yourself to another person in a relationship. And I think that's where you have a lot of the struggle because you have people coming together who are unhappy in their own lives and then they think this is a way out and so they kind of push this on each other like, well, I want to do this, I want to do this instead of just being like, hey, we're open to whatever's going to make us healthier, happier and harder to kill as Steph says. (laughs) Yeah. but that's And everything's a discussion with us so it's never like, you know, it's never like I'm going to go to him and just like spit something at him and expect him to accept it. Right. So we understand that I might say to you, no, you can't stay up 24 (laughs) hours to do a project. And here's why. And then he might battle me back and say, but here's why I'm doing this. And it's not an argument. It's like a general discussion. And I think that not enough couples do that either. Truly discuss without fear of, you know, what's to come. So we can have uncomfortable conversations very easily. And so I think communication 100% is key with that. Just Mm -hmm. knowing that if I tell you something, it's not me just nagging. It's not me trying to control you. It's me wanting the best out of life for you. And if you're not sure about that, then ask me and we can have a discussion back and forth. And so I think for us, open communication is hands down the most important piece of that. Ultimately, I think it's the understanding just the understanding that whatever her intention is, I know it's positive. I know it's to make me better and Mm -hmm. vice versa. And I think if you just stamp back and you realize like, if this is not something I'd necessarily want to hear right now, 
is this going to make me better? I know she's yeah. not coming from a bad place. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's really what you have to ask yourself. Is she really coming from a bad place or is this a positive intent here? Yeah. I love this because you guys said some stuff. I literally had to write it down. <laughs> um, the most recent thing Danielle said was everything is a discussion. I love that to keep the forum open, you know, especially in relationships, we can get into a very dogmatic place where I have my own kind of view of how things are supposed to be and you have your view of how things are supposed to be and then we clash, you know, and there's a lot of that going on in relationships and people wonder why it doesn't work. You said communication, open communication is the key. People know that, but at the same time, it's more difficult in the application. And you guys said something so critical, which is, and I've seen this firsthand as well, and also in, you know, it's, it's rare to see good relationships that are long-term. And a big part of that is actually accepting the other person for who they are, you know, and you said being yourself. And if somebody can accept you fully and completely, because there are parts of me that my wife, it was very counterculture to her, you know, so she's coming from Kenya and in her culture, like everybody's kind of just quiet, you know, businesses behind the scenes. And I'm from a family like we yell, you know, and that's just kind of how we communicate it. And so I came into the situation being more of an aggressive, louder person. Even people are like, well, I don't know about loud, but I can get that way, you know, especially just this whole paradigm of where I'm coming from. And, and that's how you get your point across. And so she would just kind of like get timid and shut down. It's just like, there's not even a problem here. And it's really just accepting that, oh, he's like a lion, you know, he sometimes he's going to roar and that's okay. And, and taking ownership of that and not wanting to change me, you know, and seeing the value in that. Because that same attitude is going to be the person who goes out and helps millions of people that builds companies that actually creates a podcast, for example, to help and be of service, <laughs> you know, so having that and seeing the best in somebody, even the things that might rub you the wrong way. I think it's really if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, it's important to love all of them. And oh, you have something to say, Danielle? Oh, no, I was just always say, I to always say. have something to say. <laughs> I can't help it. But I wasn't say to that point is that, you know, we've even gone to the part where like the little things that are annoying to each other become what's most endearing. And I think that's the way you have to take it. Like, I don't put the caps back on anything, on anything. Like, you know, or, and so he's always cleaning up things and, or he's a complete germ freak. And, you know, <laughs> and so we just learn to like tease each other and find it endearing. So I think too, sometimes, you know, there are going to be things about the other person that maybe isn't the way you would do things. But if you love them enough, then you just put a different twist on it. So instead, you know, I like to make jokes about the fact that, you know, he has to grab the handle way up high because people touch there or you know he knows that it's just like oh you left the top off of something again so let me clean that up and you just kind of have to like roll with those punches because yeah. the bigger picture is that we're so much better together than apart so those little teeny nuances you just kind of have to find endearing instead of annoying oh, i love that you guys are <laughs> dropping some jewels here for people out there because <laughs> really you know i say this all the time that the number one most influential thing in our health and our success in life is our relationships you know, and my wife is notorious for leaving bags half closed, you know, like <laughs> I open the bag. It's like, oh, it's already open. The caps off of stuff all the time. And I, of yeah. course, like Darren is just like, come on, you got to preserve the freshness. Yep. But then it's just like I have to see the beautiful part of it and just her, right. her little quirks, you know, instead of seeing it as a problem, you know, right. and that's really a, a key to being successful and happy in a relationship. And of course, there is eventually a line, you know, if somebody's just like waking up and punching you in the neck every day or something <laughs> crazy like that, you've got to be like, you know, that's not going to work for me. But small stuff like that, we make a big deal out of and we really need to 
to be a little bit more relaxed. And so I've got another question for you guys. Stuff if it was gone. Exactly. That's the key is remembering. And that's a lot of times if you talk with people who have lost loved ones, it's like they miss those small things. You know, and man, you just got chills from that. This is such great stuff, guys. We've got so much more to come. Sit tight. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, I hope you're enjoying today's show. I want to take a quick break and let you know about something that I'm really loving right now. If you're anything like me, you care a lot about the food that you're putting into your body. What's the problem, though? Good food can be extremely expensive, but it doesn't have to be. Thrive Market is like Costco for everything healthy. An online shopping club offering the best brands and groceries at literally 25 to 50% off retail prices. Shipped nationally for free. I'm just blown away by the fact that some of my favorite products, even the toothpaste that I use, I've been paying twice as much for, I get now at Thrive Market for half of the price. And it's just blowing me away. Even my favorite almond butter. You know, there's so many great things that these guys have access to. One of the best parts, you can easily filter everything by your preference. Paleo, gluten-free, vegan, raw, non-GMO, and dozens of other categories. The second best part is that for every paid membership Thrive sells, they give one away to a low-income family, be that a public school teacher or a veteran as well. So go to thrivemarket.com forward slash model health, and you're going to get a free two-month trial and 15% off of your first order. When you sign up for the membership, it's literally just $59.95 a year, which is only $5 a month. But again, you get two months for free to try this out, and I know you're going to be hooked because I am. And don't forget, for every paying member, Thrive gives away a free membership to a low-income family, veteran, or teacher, which is really powerful because it helps to get the playing field leveled for everybody who also wants to be healthy. So never pay full price again for healthy food. Go to thrivemarket.com forward slash model health to start your free two-month trial and get 15% off your first order. You have zero to lose and everything to gain. So check it out, thrivemarket.com forward slash model health for your special free trial offer. All right, we're back. Let's get more into what we're talking about before the break. So question, motivation is a huge issue for a lot of people. And I'm curious with you guys, what are some of the tips and strategies that you guys use to stay motivated with all the stuff you've got going on? Do you motivate each other? Do you look to the other person like, man, she's killing it. I need to step my game up or... Is any of that stuff, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, first, I think it's consistency. For me, if I am consistent, I stay motivated. It's when I get out of routine or get out of habit that I lose motivation. So number one thing for me is consistency. And I think he'll eventually speak to like, you know, habit, having a routine also keeps him motivated. But for sure, we definitely play off of each other. So Hmm. if he is like really just killing it, crushing it with his goals, I look at that and I'm like, not in a competitive way, but I'm like, I got to step up my game. That really fuels me to like push harder in what I'm doing and vice versa. And we're also each other's number one cheerleader. So, Mm. I mean, we're human. We have down moments. And so, you know, even him, he's been working so hard on this project. And so I know that there's times where he feels a lull in that. So I might just Mm. put like a little sticky note, like on his computer, reminding him, you know, like why he's doing it or, you know, same thing, you know, with me the other day, I got frustrated. I had a little snag in one of the goals I was working on and he just had to reel me back in and say, that's not your bigger purpose. And so, yeah, we do use each 
each other, to keep each other motivated. But I hands down feel that habit and consistency, regardless of that, even if you don't have somebody there to push you and motivate you, if you can just stay like in that same kind of pattern of greatness every single day, then you're far less likely to lose motivation than when you get far off track. And for me, the big picture is with our relationship that I love so much is I was able to bring forth a philosophy that I've always had, which is the only way to fail in life is to settle. Mm. And I was able to bring that into this relationship and have her totally embrace that. And so we think about that often, like, are we settling or are we pushing ourselves beyond what's comfortable and getting uncomfortable and really attaining these goals that we know we should be doing? Because it's very easy to just do what's comfortable in life. I mean, it's so easy. Yeah. It's comfortable, it's cozy, like this is great, right? But there's that hesitation. And so it's kind of overcoming that. Is this comfortable or are we really pushing ourselves? And we do that. Like Mm. we really ask ourselves the question, like we need to get uncomfortable. Like for her right now, she's doing something totally uncomfortable. She's going out for Mrs. Texas. Like something she would never normally do, but she's getting uncomfortable and it Mm. makes her sick inside every time she talks about it. But it's pushing herself, you know, beyond her limits and really constantly making sure that we're taking steps forward instead of just, you know, sitting in this stagnant pond of this is pretty good. Wow. So I, like this breaking news here, Miss Texas. Huh? <laughs> I actually know a former I think she was Miss Texas, but I know she was oh. Miss America, uh, Whitney Miller. Uh, cool. Do you know about yeah, her? So this is the Mrs. Pageant with the R. Got it. Yeah. And um, makes me the grown and sexy, the grown and sexy (laughs) version. I've never done anything like that. Makes me want to vomit. Like my palms are sweating right now just thinking about it, which is why I knew I needed to do it because Mm. we both got into a place where it's like we do well, you know, financially. We have a great relationship. I do I'm successful in in my work and my business. So what's going to give me that I want to vomit like this is so <laughs> awkward, uncomfortable feeling. But I think that that's where change and magic happens. So when this was brought to me and I immediately started sweating and I turned to him thinking he was going to tell me no. And of course, his immediate answer was yes, do that. Mm. If that makes you uncomfortable, yes, let's do this. Like, And so then we were just all in. So we really believe that um, you know, you can't settle. You've got to go for what's uncomfortable because it's outside of your comfort zone where all the magic happens. And we want to be the best possible people that we can be. So yeah. and one more thing to jump in there that I think is super important that a lot of people leave out because it, it's not all positive, like, yay, go for it. You know, <laughs> woo. it's not all the cheerleading. Like every time that we get done with something, for example, if we were speaking or if we were hosting an event or something, whatever it is. Right. Every time we get done, the first thing I'm going to ask her is, what could I have done better? Where do I need to improve for next mm. time? And like, I really embrace her critique. And she, it's the same way on her end. Because again, we can't just, a lot of sp- couples will fall into that game of, oh, you did great. It was awesome. Right. No, really, it was. And when in actuality, like, that's not helping me get better. Yeah, and like if we don't sugarcoat it. Yeah, you he have t- to be honest. Like the other day, he told me I got off a call, and so when I'm speaking, I'm very fluid. But I was just like on a call, like with a bunch of people. <laughs> and when I got off, just three advice from him. He was like, "All right." He was like, "You don't um a lot when you're speaking, so why do you do it when you're on a phone conversation?" My challenge to you is next time you do that, try to say um less. And instead of being like a typical wife and be like, "What?" I don't say um. Right? I looked at yeah. him and go, "Okay." 
challenge accepted that will yeah. make me better. And so um, it is kind of that push too of like, here's what you can change. Let's not sugarcoat it, but in a nice way, yeah, in a right. way that, you know, really motivates the other to just be better. Yeah, I love it. You put it in the form of a challenge even, you know, right. and that's that's, the that's something with, and again, another barrier in relationships is our ego, you know, and being more open to, I don't even like the word constructive criticism really, but being open to a discussion, you know, everything is a discussion and being open to some good feedback on how you can get better, you know, but you've got to kind of flip something on in your brain to be able to receive that data, especially from somebody close to you. But I think that that's really the key, you know, to successful relationships is being able to to talk about things and to be open and honest and to not carry around this weird thing in the back of your mind. Like they think that I'm, you know, there's something wrong with me. That's why right. instead of them already just assuming that they care a lot about you, I think that's probably a foundational thing and it's most difficult when things are going in a tough direction you know when people are an argument for example to remember that the person actually loves you and they want to see you win and they don't want to see you hurt but it's like why are you hurting me it's creating a barrier to healing actually happening and all the time these arguments disagreements there's a lesson there there's growth there available you know it's not supposed to be all sunshine and roses all the time but you can definitely have a lot more of that and be consistent with that if you do some of these foundational things you guys have been talking about. And so that leads me to another question. And this is something, you know, just seeing what you guys are doing online and traveling and uh, teaching classes and doing videos and just all kinds of cool major things. How do you maintain that consistency? You know, a lot of people can't be consistent and all they do is get up and go to work and come back home. You know, so how are you guys remaining consistent when you got all this stuff going on? So again, it comes back to it being a lifestyle. And I know that's like such a cliche thing, but for us, it is, it is no different. Like when you travel, you would still brush your teeth and shower, right? Like you don't lose that component I of your not. daily activity, right? <laughs> like just because you're on a trip, you don't go, well, you know what? I'm going to forego a shower for this week. And so for us, the eating and the staying active are exactly the same, whether it's vacation, whether it's a work trip, it might be something as simple as at the airport, we're going to take the stairs instead of mm. taking the escalator or, you know, it might be, you know, parking as far. We were on a cruise for a work thing and we just made a commitment. We're like, all right, even though there's like 12 flights of stairs, every time we have to go anywhere on that cruise, we're going to take the stairs. So sometimes it's just simple behaviors like that. And other times it's just really saying, okay, I know I'm not going to be perfect. It's not the same as cooking in my kitchen, but I'm going to do the best that I can do without beating myself up. So there are times while on our trip, you know, I always have number one, let's do it for the French fries. So, you know, <laughs> I might have French fries on my trip, but then that doesn't mean that meal two and three get to be a complete wash too. So it's, you know, kind of knowing the balance of I'm going to do the best I can with the options I have in front of me, but not letting that completely be an excuse like, oh, well, I'm away from home. So, and when you do travel as much as we do, we have no choice but to make better decisions. So sometimes that better decision is to not eat at all. And yeah. so, um, you know, it really just depends. And it's kind of something we weigh too. It's like, all right, do we eat here or do we just skip it and wait till we can really go get something a little bit more optimal? And so we kind of have to discuss those choices. Well, shout, wise man shout out really that decision too. Right. And <laughs> shout out really quickly to French fries. Yeah. You know? And a little fun fact, French fries aren't actually French, guys. <laughs> um, I think they're made in like creating Belgium or something like that. But 
I totally understand that. And you just threw a couple of important things out there, which is, and this is something I do, be willing to just forego that meal, you know, rather yeah. than lowering your standards to eat whatever's in the airport, you know, yeah. and just understand that I'm going to be fine, you know? Yeah. And so this is what Darren and I are actually doing right now. Today, it's still the earlier part of the day. I think we are, are in the same time zone right now, are we? I think so. Yeah. And so we're getting right here close to the noon hour today. And both of us have not eaten. You know, we're doing some intermittent fasting today. And I've done a show about that. Of course, we'll put in the show notes. But right now, we've got a greater level of neurogenesis happening, which is the creation of new brain cells. Cool stuff going on with our pancreas, releasing more glucagon, which is breaking down stored fatty acids, all kinds of wonderful benefits. But it's finding a way to be balanced with all of these things, number one. And number two is it's what you do the other hours. What are you doing when you do eat? Because that's what fuels you, enables you to do stuff like intermittent fasting, which I'll tell you right now, I feel so sharp, you know, and I feel so good. And it's something that we all have access to, but it's just reframing and being willing to, like you guys have been talking about, get out of the comfort zone, you know, because what you're going to find is some true gold. And just to piggyback really quickly on something you said earlier, Danielle, which is going after the thing that scares the crap out of you. Like if that nervousness and fear starts coming up, it's like, yeah, I got to do that. You know, it might not be to that level for a lot of people, but just that thing that you know you've been putting off or that there's some fear associated with it, but you know that it's something you want to do. You're excited about it. You want to take on a new challenge. I recently had a, a conversation with Mike Dolce, uh, the creator of the Dolce Diet, Ronda Rousey's trainer. He's been on the show recently. We'll put that in the show notes too. But he's somebody who likes to put a goal out in front of them. Also Ben Greenfield, same thing. He likes to have a goal out in front of him to go after and it helps to fuel everything it helps to lay everything out in front of you but whereas some people like myself and i don't know if either of you guys like this i just like to be ready i like fitness for the purpose of fitness you know like i just want to feel like i'm ready for whatever life may present but that leads to another question which is fitness you guys are really known for this stuff when are you actually outside of recording you know, DVDs and stuff like that. When are you guys actually getting your training in? Is it like something you said, consistency is a big word. Is it something consistently you do in the morning? Just kind of get it in whenever you can. Let me know. We're different. So I um, am morning. I'm a mom, um, mm-hmm. you know, so my children are 14 and nine, which I know you think is impossible when I'm clearly like in my early 20s. Clearly, um, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> and because I used to be an elementary school teacher, you know, my body clock really is just set to get up early mm-hmm. and get things done. So kind of my routine for me is I and I work out at home 30 minutes a day. That's it. I practice what I preach there too. So for mm-hmm. me, when I get the kids up for school and they're getting ready since they can get themselves ready, I get my workout in so that I am done and ready for the day ahead of me. And that's just kind of been my consistent behavior. Unless for some weird reason, like when we're traveling or filming, then I might skip it or do it later. But for the most part, like I've already worked out for the day. I did it this morning. I knew Uh that we were going to have this call and I needed to be showered and ready. So I got it done early. I'm an early bird. That is not him. That's not his internal clock whatsoever. But for me, if I don't get it done, it weighs on me the whole rest of the day. And not only does it weigh on me, I don't feel as good. Like I just feel better. I feel accomplished. I feel ready to tackle all my goals. I feel like I get so much more done if I get that workout done in the morning, but he's different. Yeah, I'm different in that regard. Uh, It's funny. I just need to sleep. I like to sleep until I wake up in a cold, dark environment with that sleep mask on. And then that's how I I roll. And I've always tended to, I know, 
stay up very late, actually was listening to an interview with uh, Tim Ferriss and Ramit one time, and they were talking about how this is actually a thing. Most creatives tend to find that like their work hours where they get the most done, where they are the most productive and creative are between like, I think 12 to five or two to 5 a.m. And that's really what I've always found. Like when I was DJing, I was in the studio those hours. And when I'm really working on stuff, like that's when I, everything comes out. So I sleep a little later because I still need my sleep. I don't cut that. That's mm-hmm. not something where I'm like, nope, if I stay up late, I'm sleeping to make up for that until my body wakes up Right. most of the time. But I've never been able to work out early in the morning. And like at the academy, that was something that drove me crazy. These 5 a.m. fitness tests, it was mm-hmm. like, ah, my body just doesn't want to do that. I find like around 4 p.m. or in the afternoon for me is when like I'm ready to rock and roll. But that doesn't mean that I don't do anything the rest of the day and just sit there. So immediately upon waking, I take my inner bath with my Mountain Valley string water. You know, I drink my liter and then I go bang out a set of 20 pull-ups and then I'll do a couple more sets. And then from there, I'll do some push-ups. And then from there, I'll go out and try to just be in the sun for like 15 minutes. Just maybe that's when I kind of start just looking at my phone or checking emails while getting sun and walking around, sitting in a low squat, something like that. Just kind of get my body flowing and moving, just starting to feel good. I love that routine. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And, and so um, then you're working out generally, is it consistent though? Is it in the lunchtime, afternoon, when are you working out? Yeah, for me, it's typically in the afternoon. But I also wanted to chime in here with something you stated earlier, talking about consistency and say, you also have to know when it's okay to not be consistent with certain things Mm. and forego a routine for a greater good, for example. So lately I uh, came off an injury. I was doing gymnastics and really getting into gymnastics and learning, you know, all sorts of cool stuff. And I tweaked something along the way in there in my, like my armpit. It just felt like every time I did a pull up or reach my arm over my head that something was like tearing. And so it's been like two months really of having to curtail my fitness and I learned in that time, like I used that time, that downtime to just throw myself into my academy, this online security academy, for example, and just focus myself and what I would normally dedicate to my fitness into being productive in that environment. But while still keeping his nutrition and sleep a priority. So that's the thing. You can't lose all aspects, right? Right. So I think a lot of times when people fall off a routine, then they fall off of all their routines. So no one would know in any way, shape or form from a physical standpoint that he was recovering from an injury and wasn't working out as often because his nutrition and his sleep were still on point. So And that's what it comes down to. First, I always talk about this, always, always, always. And listening to your podcast always reaffirms it for me, man, which I love. And that's why I like people to always tune in and listen to your shows because it's important to hear. You need to hear this information because you don't get it in school. And that is simply the fact that first is sleep. First before anything is sleep. And you have to treat that accordingly. Then nutrition. And once you have those two things, once you have those two things, you can move on now to fitness, which is such a small part of the equation on mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things. Yeah. It really is. And so many people reverse all that and think, I'm just going to train myself to death and try to get results. And they think with all this elevated cortisol, lack of sleep and everything that they're actually going to get results. And it's not going to happen. And time and time again, I come into contact with people like this, especially coming you know, from that law enforcement environment or 
just in general society these days, we like poo poo sleep. Like we hate on sleep. Like yeah. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like, no, you'll just be dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It just me crazy. Man, you guys are, I mean, so on the money with so many things, but this is why you get the results that you are, you know, and just walking your talk. And I love that. And just making sure to just drop that little nugget about sleep being the, the cornerstone really. And that really allows for everything else. And I remember a conversation I had with Katie Bowman and she talked about the fact that even people that work out for an hour a day are only 4% more active than everybody else who lives a sedentary lifestyle. Where you get the real change and leverage from is that nutrition and sleep for sure. And wow, there's so many great things here. And one of the things that popped up while you were talking was the fact that, you know, a lot of times when somebody's not consistent with something, you know, if they kind of make a a little faux pas in their diet, for example, you know, it's just like you're out at a restaurant and they, you know, they maybe they eat something they're not supposed to. And then they're like, forget it. Yep. Waiter, bring me 10 of everything. Dessert. Let me see the dessert tray. Bring two bottles of wine, you know, and just like we'll forego everything because we're off our game in one area just a little bit. And this is why it's so important to be flexible and understand, like, if I'm doing something that's not a part of the plan just get back on the plan after you do it. It's really that simple, you know, and don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think that's one of the worst things ever. <laughs> Who does that? You know, like get your baby, you know, <laughs> but anyway, so I'm curious, speaking of babies, so yeah. you guys collectively now you have two kids and uh, Darren being the, the bonus dad. So yeah. with having two kids in the household, how do you guys finesse having, and I know you said this, like your mom, so you get up and get stuff done. How do you work around, you know, having kids, taking care of them and their needs, uh, making great food, exercising, running the businesses and still have time for each other? Like, what is yeah. the secret here? So first things first, I firmly believe. So if someone were to ask me, you know, or ask most moms, what's their number one priority? They would say their kids. Or some people would say their husband. Mm. My answer would be myself. Yes. I cannot be a good wife and I cannot be a good mother until I take care of me first. Yeah. So that's first and foremost. It's no different than that example on the airplane when they're like, don't put on the gas mask on the baby until you put it on yourself, right? So same thing here. I have to take care of me first. And so that's why first things first, I get up and I do my workout and I get that out of the way. But then I have to be a planner the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. I have to know, all right, the kids have, because my kids are both active in, you know, people always say, oh, I have small children, we're so busy. Wait, <laughs> wait till they're <laughs> in high school or middle school and they're in sports. Then you have no life whatsoever. So between juggling volleyball schedules and choir and all these different activities, I have to know in advance, what am I going to prepare for a meal that day? Like I can't just wait until they get home from school. Otherwise, that's where moms get in the trap of going through, you know, the drive through. So a lot of times I know in the morning what I'm making for dinner and that might go in the crock pot and cook all day long. And it's going to be five ingredients or less and it's not going to be anything fancy, but they're going to love it and they're going to eat it or they're going to starve. And that's the way it goes. Like yeah. you eat what I put out or that's it. But then the other piece of it is, is that we also have like, we know that we like our downtime at the end of the day together. So once the kids go to sleep, 
we are staying up for at least another hour or two, just he and I. And we like Netflix. We like shows. That's kind of our deal. <laughs> and then we also have another rule, and I know you're big on this, is that there is no TV in that bedroom. Mm-hmm, and so when yeah. we go in that bedroom, we're doing one of two things, and usually <laughs> both are happening. And that's important, too. And I think not enough women give themselves the opportunity to let themselves be like a sexual being with their spouse. And that's an important part of a healthy relationship, as well as demonstrating love throughout the day so that your children know what a loving relationship looks like so that when they grow and they're looking for that, they'll know what to emulate. And so I'm actually running this like fun challenge on Facebook right now called the Mompreneur Challenge, where it started with just every day you got to shower and get out of your stinky workout (laughs) clothes, okay? And it was amazing how many women just needed that consistent habit. And then we added in making your bed, cleaning your sink. And last night I added in having sex with your spouse or significant other. Because as busy working moms, we tend to let all of that go. And it's important. And it's important for just keeping a successful household. I know that seems silly, but if there's not that kind of relationship going on with, you know, the mom and the dad, and that kind of, then there's like, tensions start to happen. And then when there's tension, the whole attitude in the house kind of changes. And so it really starts all the way from that piece and the emotional well-being of the mom and dad. So we make time for that. Yeah, Darren, I want you to chime in here, but I got to say a couple of things. First of all, you're the first person on the show to say sexual fitness. I appreciate Ah. that. You know, like I love that lexicon. It's just, it's really important and powerful, especially like you just said, if there's not that connection with the husband and wife, then the whole household is just the energy is off, you know, so yep. making sure to put a priority and just bringing up small things like actually taking a shower. I know and there's so much going on, you know, like running businesses, getting the kids where they got to go, taking care of yourself. But just a little small thing that might take you an extra five to 10 minutes can really do a lot for how you feel about yourself, which is going to translate more over into the relationship. So I love that the mompreneur challenge. So, Darren, can you add to the conversation? Absolutely. You know, this is a new experience for me being in a household with children, you know. So when I came into that, I had to kind of find out how to make this work. And really what it comes down to, you know, from my perspective is everything that she does being a mom is attractive to me. Like the Mm -hmm. fact that she takes care of herself and takes those showers, cooks and like everything that she puts effort into doing. Like I pay attention to that effort and I appreciate it because that is attractive to me. I think the problem for a lot of people is when these things aren't done, it's like, ah, that's not attractive. You know, Mm -hmm. like there was a time when, you know, I always joke when it comes to like security stuff, there was a time when like not knowing how to use a computer was cute, right? Like, oh, I don't know how to use technology. (laughs) And now it's not like, it's not cute anymore. Like learn how to use your tech, you know? And so, like, the fact that she takes pride in being the best at just the littlest things, like, mm. is that that is physically attractive to me. So that at the end of the day, when we have that time together, it's like, boom, I'm pouncing on her, you know? Yeah. Because it's all day long, she's doing things that make me love her more. She's doing things that make our relationship stronger. And I'm doing the same things, you know? So that all day long, we're interacting with each other. We're not pretending like we don't not hug or something because we can't show affection around kids. Like we joke, we laugh, we involve the kids in the cooking and what we're doing. And like we make taking out the trash fun. Like, we'll like, you know, do it together or, you know, we have a good time all day long in whatever we're doing because doing these things is attractive. Like being productive, being positive, 
being affectionate, all this is an attractive trait. And it's just, I think that's what we need to instill yeah. for the kids. You know, Absolutely. they need to see that. A healthy relationship. There needs to be a healthy relationship demonstrated to more children. Absolutely. You know, this is why this is called the Model Health Show, you know, is yeah. really creating a model for other people, you know, giving people the opportunity to see what's possible, you know, and our kids, especially, they're going to model the behavior that they see, right. whether they realize it or not. You're just going to replicate the environment that you grew up around, you know, and it's about, of course, if the environment wasn't the best, it's about becoming aware of that and choosing something right. different. But a lot of times we're not aware. We just replicate the behavior. I'm so glad you guys brought this stuff up. I could talk to you guys for another <laughs> hour, especially there's so much value here. There's so much more that we can talk about as far as nutrition and fitness and all this good stuff. But I really appreciate the fact that we dove more into talking about the context of a healthy relationship right. and being healthy within the relationship. And I've got a final question for you guys. And I want to hear each of your answers separately, right. if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, And that is, <laughs> and man, it's just so great to be able to, to see you guys and to see the connection. It's really wonderful. And I hope everybody check out the video all right, themodelhealthshow.com and just hit the video tab and check us out. And so the question is, and Darren, how about you go first on this one? You know, this is something I ask all my guests, but I'm definitely curious to hear your answer. What is the model that you're here to set with the way that you're living your life? Well, as I'll speak from my perspective in a relationship, you have to be 100% committed to not settling. You have to not settle in life. It's very easy to get distracted by detours. I'm this firm believer that we have an ultimate destination in life. We have that ultimate spot that if you just stay on the path, you'll get to that spot. The problem is, as we're going on that road, there are detours that we get off on. For example, DJing was a detour. Working on that SEAL contract was a detour. Going to the DEA was a detour. You go on these detours, and they can all be amazing. But every time I get on a detour, so to speak, I try to be conscious of, am I on a detour right now or am I on my main path focused on getting to that ultimate goal? And you have to always ask yourself this question. I read it once as a younger adult and it has always stuck with me. Do not be afraid to leave a good thing. Mm. For example, the DEA was an amazing thing. I had worked my whole life to get to that point. It is something that I thought I was going to do for the next 20 years. That decision to leave did not, you know, just happen overnight. I struggled with that. And fortunately, I had Danielle here to help me through that and support me on that process and make a decision that has now ultimately led to what my true purpose is. But it's being cognizant and recognizing that it is okay to leave a good thing that is absolutely comfortable to go on to something that might be great, mm. to really pursue something that is your true potential. Like the only way we can fail is to settle. And so to really focus on what your potential is and explore that constantly in love, in life, in fitness, in health, in nutrition, just every aspect, like go after your best and don't settle for anything that isn't that. Like just be you and be everything that you're capable of being. And that's really like, that's my gig. That's my yeah. life. Love it, man. Such great stuff. Danielle, how about you? What is the model that you're here to set with the way you're living your life? So I'm going to take it from kind of like a female standpoint, even though, you know, I know there's a lot of men out there that I connect with, but I think that, you know, we can have it all, whatever all 
means. Mm. And um, I always say that I'm no more special or talented than anyone else, that everything that I've accomplished or gone through or have anybody or any woman can have. You can be fit and healthy and have children and run a business and be in a relationship. But you have to be able to really live your life to the best, kind of like what he said, possible in order to make that happen. So one of the things that I strongly, you know, believe in is that, you know, it's kind of just called like the work your ass off factor. And I know you said this was PG and hopefully that was still fits in that realm. But, you know, anything in life comes with hard work. And, you know, so if you want to be the woman that has it all, you want to have a healthy relationship, you want to have a healthy relationship with food and your children, and you want to run a business or work a career or even just stay at home and be the best at that. You can't do that by just staying right, you know, I guess you can't see my hand if they're listening, but you can't do that by just kind of taking the middle road. And you have to work hard at everything you do. I wake up every day knowing I'm going to work my ass off today. But I love that hustle. And of course, with that hustle comes that downtime. But I fully believe that any woman, um, and man too, but any woman truly can have it all if they want it, if they apply it. Because I'm no more special, no more talented than anyone else out there. You just have to wake up every day with kind of that feeling of like, all right, I'm going to work hard today. And I'm going to have a healthy relationship with food, my body, my spouse, my kids, my career, and, you know, anything's possible from there. Love it, guys. This is so good. You guys are oozing like motivation. (laughs) But again, it's deeper than that. You are the walking, talking representation of it. And You know, I love the fact that you brought up that, you know, it's not all easy. And even collectively, like you guys are going through your challenges and things that you have to pick each other up in. And I just want to acknowledge you for the fact that you guys are really just creating a higher bar for all of us, you know, in the context of fitness and what we're eating and our relationship context. And thank you for that and continue to work on things and get better. And I truly appreciate that. And and a couple of things I want to just highlight here is Darren mentioning, give up the good for the great, you know, and Danielle just really hammering in the the old adage of just working hard, hustle. You know, if you really want something, get up in the morning and make it happen. You know, each day we've all got the same kind of 24 hour expiration coupon, you know, and we've got the same amount of time to make stuff happen. It's just realizing that we can, you know, so thank you guys for that. Can you let everybody know where they can get connected to you guys? Sure. So for me, uh, my name may be Danielle Natoni, but I'm better branded and better known as Fit and Funky, F-U-N-K-Y. So you can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash I am Fit and Funky. On Instagram, it's just Fit and Funky. I am on Periscope and Twitter at I am Fit and Funky. And my website, of course, is I am Fit and Funky.com. So just basically type in Fit and Funky and you should find me. <laughs> and you can find me at DarrenNatoni.com, D A R R E N N A T O N I. And the same thing on every social media platform. Um, Instagram's probably my favorite. We have a good time on there. But uh, Sean, before we go, we just wanted to say thank you because you have seriously impacted our lives in a major way. Long before we knew you, you were changing aspects of our lives every single time we listened to a show. And that's why I said it on one of your posts the other day, but you have the gold standard of podcasts. More people need to listen to this, whether that's people listening to just the production value, which is amazing, or 
the information. I mean, dude, you have seriously helped us in a lot of ways that we have then carried forth and shared with others. So in large part, we're a reflection of, you know, the podcast that we listen to. We're for sure your lifers. <laughs> oh, man, guys, you just like made my whole month. I truly <laughs> appreciate that coming from you guys. You know, I respect you guys a lot. And that means the world to me, truly. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing that, man. And you guys, we're going to definitely do a lot more cool things together. I'm sure we yeah. I think you guys feel the same way. And uh, oh, yeah. everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. You know, this topic is really important because, again, the most influential factor on your health and success in life is the health of your relationships. You know, so having the audacity to raise your standards, you know, having the audacity to give up the good to go for the great, having the audacity to get up and work on things, you know, work on your passion, work on your relationship Work on your nutrition. It's not just going to happen by itself. You know, these are things that we create by being proactive and to be knowledgeable and to keep growing. You know, sameness is not that cool. It's cool for a couple of days, you know, to sit around and do nothing. But eventually, you know, your soul is going to start to poke at you to get up and to make something happen because that's really why you're here. You're here to be the greatest version of yourself. And every single day you can get a little bit better by employing some of the things that we've talked about here today and just in general on the Model Health Show. So, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. Take care, have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to theshawnstevensonmodel.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you've got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome yeah. and you're loving it. Yeah. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life. Take care.